Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. Apartments, apartments, apartments. Hoo-wee. Wow. Um, I am really amazed um, at how many people replied that they wanted to learn about investing in apartments. And it's funny because when I posted on Facebook, hey, you know, comment below, comment apartments below if you have any interesting investing in apartments. I thought, you know, I was going to get a few replies. I thought maybe I would get one or two or five or six or 10 replies. But um, between the number of people who commented apartments or who messaged me privately, I had about 100 people reach out that they wanted to learn about apartments. And it's funny because over the weekend, I thought about it for a second. I thought about you know, how many people had reached out that wanted to learn about apartments. And it's interesting because it kind of makes sense to me. And I always talk about the fact that real estate, retail real estate, being a real estate agent is a six-figure a year business. Being a real estate agent is a six-figure a year business. And being a real estate investor, whether you're fixing and flipping properties or owning small multifamily, is a seven-figure a year business. And it shouldn't shock me that so many people replied that they wanted to learn about apartments because the reality is, is that apartments is an eight-figure business. It's not an eight-figure-a-year business. But investing in apartments is a type of business where your net worth, if you're really in them, you're really buying and owning and trading and investing your capital into them. It's really an eight-figure net worth business. It's probably one of the easiest ways to get your net worth north of $10 million. Um, so it shouldn't shock me that so many people were interested in it. But, and, you know, I, I always say this, I'm not the most motivational person in the world. I don't try to be motivational. I'm more of a tough love type of person. And um, I'm about to give the people who are listening a little bit of tough love. No matter what the topic is, we always get a lot of people who are interested. But are you interested or are you committed? And another thing I talk about all the time, and I've got a real estate brokerage with 350 agents. I talk about this all the time. Real estate agents will train and train and train, and they'll spend hours and hours and hours training how to fill out a lead paint form, how to work with a buyer, how to work with a seller, right? So for the six-figure business, there's more time spent training and getting coached and thinking and reading books and whatnot than there is for the seven, eight-figure business that is real estate investing and that is apartments. So along the lines of you know being interested or committed in apartments, one thing I want to get across to you guys, and, and that probably the number one thing that I hope to accomplish throughout this training session is to either get you all to say, hey, apartments are going to be my thing and I'm going to commit, or 
apartments aren't going to be my thing and I'm going to choose something else. By the way, there's nothing wrong with saying that apartments aren't my thing. And I want to tell you all kind of an interesting story um, related to a networking group that I'm in, a mastermind group that I'm in called Collective Genius. So I'm in this group called Collective Genius. It's, uh, I, don't know, I remember if it's twenty-five dollars or $30,000 a year to be in the group. And they bring investors together quarterly. And they had a keynote speaker by the name of Jeff Hoffman. Um, and Jeff Hoffman was somebody who I never heard of, <laughs> but I did hear about the company. He's a billionaire, um, and he started the company Priceline.com. And he walked into the room. I had never heard of Jeff Hoffman. He wasn't in real estate. And I was actually kind of bummed that he was the keynote speaker. I was hoping there was going to be somebody in real estate. And once Jeff started going off, I was like, man, okay, there's a reason this guy's a billionaire. There's a reason this guy's the keynote speaker. And he started out with saying, um, guys, you know, we've got, you know, about 50 people in the room right now. All of you are high net worth. All of you are super successful. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to give you some tough love about probably what your biggest problem is. And he said to us, he said, you can be a seven figure a year or a seven figure net worth person by doing a lot of different things and not necessarily having like this big, big focus. He said, unfortunately, if you want to get to my level, you want to be a billionaire or you want to be eight to nine figures of net worth. You have to focus on one thing and you have to figure out what you're going to win a gold medal in. And he asked us a question. He said, all right, everybody in this room, I, I can almost guarantee you know who Michael Phelps is, right? And of course, Michael Phelps is the, I don't even know how many gold medals in swimming he's won. And Jeff said to us, he said, how many days a week do you think Michael Phelps spends playing basketball? How many days a week or hours per week does he spend playing baseball? How many hours a week do you think he spends playing hockey? He said, Michael Phelps could probably be a great athlete in a number of different sports, right? If you're at that level, you're a darn good athlete. You can probably be successful in almost any sport. But the answer to the question is, Michael Phelps spends probably no hours per week playing basketball, playing baseball, playing hockey, even though he'd be probably pretty good at it. So what he said to us is he said, you can earn six figures or seven figures doing a lot of different things. And the people that are in this room right now are super talented enough that you could be kind of good at a lot of different things, but that's your problem. Your problem is, is that you could be kind of good at a bunch of different things, but you have to figure out what you're going to earn your gold medal in because the market rewards people who are excellent. And I don't mean like good, but great. And he said, as I was building Priceline.com, do you know how many people pitched me on add-ons to my business? People wanted me to sell on Priceline.com luggage, and they wanted me to sell this and that. And he would say to anybody who would pitch him on an idea that wasn't specifically related to, to Priceline.com's um, focus, he would say, if this isn't about my major focus, I don't even want to hear about the idea because I'm not interested in it. Okay? 
So my question to all of you, as you're listening to this training on apartments, is our apartments going to be your gold medal thing? And if they're not, that's okay. But you've got to figure out what your gold medal thing is. So before I get into the apartment training, I want to talk about two really cool things that happened this week. Um, one that happened last Tuesday and one that happened on Thursday. On Tuesday, we brought 15 agents into my office to be on a live stream session. So most of you are accustomed to just hearing me talk. On, um, on Tuesday of this week, we brought 15 agents into our office to do a live stream. And most of you are, are used to just me talking into a microphone like I am right now. And I, I like talking into a microphone. I could, I could train all day long, and I love talking about investing. But to be able to answer the agent investor group's actual questions, to me, was much more impactful. Because I could sit here and I could train on whatever I think is important. But the reality of the situation is I'm trying to help people in this group with their personal situation, right? I can think something's important, but then we get into a room like we did on Tuesday and questions could be much different than I think. Topics could be much different than I think. So on Tuesday, we had 15 agents come to my office in Wakefield, Mass., and those 15 agents got to ask one live question. And we started out the day, we had breakfast from 10.30 to 11. From 11 to 12, we live streamed. And the people that were in the office got to ask a specific question. Then at 11 o'clock, we shut the cameras off. And we did a small group session where we continued on to address each person's personal situation. And then everybody left with a free copy of the book, Traction. Now, I thought the day was really, really cool. I loved it. Um, I like meeting people in person too. So I'm not sure if this is something that I should do more of. So for those who are listening live right now, if you'd have any interest in coming to our office in Wakefield, Mass., um, one Tuesday and getting that exact same setup, can you do me a favor, whether you're live or you're listening to this after the fact, just put office visit into the chat box office visit into the chat box right now into the comment section just so i can get some feedback on whether or not this is something i should do more of i don't have a horse in the race i want to provide as much value to those people um, to all of you as i can so if you're interested in doing an office visit at some point and getting your answers question getting a free copy of the book traction and really want to delve more into your situation, just type office visit so I can get an understanding of whether or not I should do more of it, or should I just keep it to kind of like me talking into a camera and doing topics. So office visit if you want to come in and get your personal situation addressed. Cool. So then the other thing that we did is we had our monthly meeting for the Inner Circle members um, and we address their questions. So the inner if you're an inner circle uh, member, once a month we go on uh, we we go on Google Meet. This is nothing that's recorded, and we go on Google Meet, and I I sit there and we address everyone's individual situation until there's no until everybody's satisfied. So one of the benefits of being in the inner circle is that once a month you get to be on this call. And we go from person to person to person and say, hey, 
What do you need help with? What are the top three to five things that you're looking to accomplish? What investing vehicle are you focused on? Should that be the vehicle? Do you have the right three to five tasks, et cetera, et cetera? So that's one thing about being in the inner circle that's a little bit different. Um, I wish I had time to kind of do that with all, you know, 4,500 people that are in the Facebook group. Obviously, I don't, but that is one benefit of being in the inner circle. Um, if you are listening to this and you want to learn more about being in the inner circle, type inner circle into the comment section. Um, but my biggest takeaway, and the reason I brought this up, is because I left that meeting. It was a two-hour long meeting. I had blocked off 90 minutes, but we just kept going and going because there was more things that people needed help with. So my biggest takeaway from it is that all of you need to pick your investment vehicle, like we're talking about today. It could be apartments. But then you need to pick the skill within the investment vehicle that you need to get really good at. And for the most part, for most of us, that boils down to if you're a real estate agent, you either need to get really good at one or two things typically. One, raising capital, or two, finding deals. Now, you can invest in apartments, you can invest in fix and flips, you can do pretty much anything if you get really good at either of those two skills. And that's where I would start for most people. Okay. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, again, if you're interested in learning more about the inner circle, type inner circle into the comment section and I'll send you a message on Facebook and talk more about it. But I don't want to spend any more time um, taking away from the topic for today, which is investing in apartments. So one thing, again, I talked about you know you you picking what you're going to win a gold medal in, but even more important than that, like having an understanding of kind of what your goals are, your 10-year vision for what you want investing to do for you, and then pick that vehicle. Now, let's assume that that vehicle is apartments, is that's what we're talking about today. The one thing I'm going to tell you about the pros, the cons about apartments, the skills that you need, how to get involved in deals like these. When I was kind of like growing up in investing and 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 learning and and getting better, I thought that apartments were for huge entities. I thought that they were for, you know, companies on Wall Street. I thought that they were for, you know, individuals that high that had high net worth of like, you know, 100, 200, 300 million dollars. And what I found and what I the biggest thing I can kind of impress upon all of you today is that apartments are not necessarily for super high net worth people, but they are a team sport. And I'm going to tell you guys about the amount of people that were in my last 88 unit uh, building in Nashua, New Hampshire, that were in the process of renovating right now. And you'll be surprised at how many people are a part of these deals. And that's the biggest thing that I can say, whether it's a pro or a con, is up to you. And what you need to kind of think about if you're interested in apartments is that typically you are going to have multiple partners in apartments. It's not going to be just you. Like if you fix and flip houses or you assign deals or you wholesale deals or you buy two unit buildings or three family buildings, you can be the end all be all. You can be the only owner. You can figure out a way to get those deals done. 
if you're talking about buildings that are worth 25 to $50 million when they're done, it's a team sport and there are going to be multiple people that are going to be a part of that deal. So the first thing I would think about if you're interested in apartments is do you want to have or be a part of a team sport or do you want to be completely individual? Because if you want to be completely individual and you don't have a net worth of $50 million, apartments are probably not going to be a possibility for you. Okay. So my last deal, 88 unit in Nashua, New Hampshire, let me tell you about all the parties that were involved in this deal. In total, there were about 30 to 35 people involved in this deal. Okay. So let me tell you about the, the structure of it. So the first person that, start, that started the whole deal was an inner circle member named Mike LaFaver. He's in the inner circle. He works at my brokerage, Cameron Real Estate Group. And Mike was the one who found the deal. So one of the big components of Mike being a part of this deal is he was the deal finder. So Mike was the deal finder, and he was looking for us to partner with because he wanted somebody to put in capital um, along with him and have the construction expertise along with him. And so we ended up partnering with him on the deal. So when I say we, that also includes me and my two partners. So you've got four people already in the deal. Okay. Then we had to raise capital for this deal. And we just did a capital raise of $4 million um, for capital partners that wanted to be a part of this deal. Now, a capital partner is somebody who just puts up money. Putting up money in apartments is a huge component to getting apartment deals done. So we had 20 people in total that, that were a part of that $4 million raise. Each person who's a capital partner is getting a very good return and is a big component of that deal. So again, we've got Mike, the deal finder. We've got myself and my two partners, that's four people, plus 20 capital partners. Then you have a construction company that's a part of the deal. Now, in this case, the construction company did not participate as one of the owners of the deal, but in a lot of cases, that is true. Right. So sometimes somebody who runs the construction project, if they're very skilled and they can save money and they can be a part of it, sometimes they get cut into the deal. Then you have the person who has the lending relationship. So in this case, that was us. So we have very strong commercial lending relationships for all of the deals that we've done in the past. And we were the, the facilitator of getting the lending for this deal. Now, add on something called a balance sheet partner. And there's almost always a balance sheet partner in one of these deals. So the difference in funding for these deals, for these apartments, as opposed to like an FHA loan or a VA loan or whatnot, is that there always has to be somebody in the deal that has a net worth requirement that meets that bank's expectations. And it's always in the millions of dollars. And in this case, the balance sheet partner was us. However, on some of these deals, sometimes people can get cut in to these deals by just being a balance sheet partner and signing on the loan. Now, of course, if you're a balance sheet partner and you have a net worth of millions of dollars, you're on the hook for that loan. So you signing and you getting cut into that deal is a big component if you're a balance sheet partner 
and you're going to get you know, 5% equity, 10% equity just for signing on that loan. Okay. But of course you take the risk because you're the one that's guaranteeing that loan. So I just mentioned a bunch of different people, all in all, about 30 people in that deal. So again, something to really consider is, do you want to be part of a team asset? And if you do, great. But then where do you fit in? Where do you fit into that deal? And that's the part that you have to think about. So again, are you going to be a deal finder? Are you going to be a balance sheet partner? Are you going to be a capital partner? Are you going to be part of the construction team? Right? So what you all have to figure out, if apartments are going to be your gold medal, you have to figure out like, what can I contribute to that team effort? Right? And it, it, it really comes down to like, what skills do you want to build up or what skills do you already have? See, some of you might already have the skills needed to be part of an apartment team. Some of you might have to work towards that. Some of you might want to be a part of the capital raising team for one of these deals, but you have to learn how to raise capital first. So those are the kind of the components that make up an apartment team. And again, you have to be able to provide value from be by being one of the people on that team. The next thing I want to talk about, I told you I was going to talk about the pros and the cons of apartments. I want to talk about why we switched to apartments. So most of you know my story, so I'm going to try to keep this brief because I know I tell the story a lot. But when I was um, 21 years old, I was a pizza delivery boy. Um, I was on my way. I was in college, working my way through college. And I put on the cassette tape, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And by the time I was done listening to that audiobook, I had made the commitment that I was going to become a real estate investor and I wanted to earn passive income. Now, when I listened to his book, now I have to kind of pause for a second because I, it, it's hard for me because Robert Kiyosaki in that book completely changed my life. So it's hard for me to kind of make a critique uh, on him, but I am going to make one critique. And, and it's related to how I got into apartments. When you listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Cash Flow Quadrant, um, he focuses a lot on cash flowing assets. And it's almost like it doesn't matter what the asset is. It doesn't matter whether it's a condo that's cash flowing or a single family or a three family. It doesn't really matter what the neighborhood it's in, anything like that. It's just all about cash flow. And for any of anyone who has ever had experience buying multifamily real estate, which is what we did in tougher areas, you'll know that owning those properties is not as passive as you might read in a book. Okay. So if you own a three family property in a really tough neighborhood and we owned at, at you know, the pinnacle of what we owned, I think we were up to about 250 units over like, 60 buildings, all in kind of tougher neighborhoods, even with great property management, that is a very active asset. It's technically passive, right? But it's, it's really not passive. And that's the biggest thing. It was a huge learning curve for us. And yes, we got the units. Yes, we had the cash flow. But we got into this to have passive income, income that like we didn't have to think too much about. 
income that could be managed by a good property manager without a lot of hassle or headache. And it's really tough to be passive when you're getting calls on an almost daily basis with who's getting the cops called on them, who needs to be evicted, who broke something. And that's kind of what you get if you only are focused on cash flow and nothing else. And you go into areas where you have the highest cash flow, there's usually a penalty to pay for that cash flow, right? The areas that cash flow the most tend to require the most upkeep, maintenance, hassle, headache, whatever. And a few years ago, my partner said to me, he said, you know, we've achieved our goal of having X amount of passive income, but let me ask you a question. Are these assets that you want our kids to take over? Huh. Never thought about it like that. Never thought about it like that. And, you know, realistically, by accumulating whatever it was, 70 buildings or 65 buildings, whatever we had in all tough areas, all we did was create a job. Nothing wrong with that. In my opinion, that's a much better job than working a corporate job, my opinion. But it wasn't passive in any way, shape, or form. And if you're on the line right now and you've had the same experience, just type in, I've had the same experience into the comment section. I'm just curious to see how many people have started to accumulate, you know, two families, three families, six families in tougher areas. And are struggling with how much upkeep and work and hassle and headache those units are. So do me a favor, type into the comment section if you've experienced that or if you know anyone that's experienced that. So we made the conscious decision. We said, okay, we're going to make a change in our business. We are going to sell the vast majority of those assets and we are going to push into apartments. So let me tell you the big benefits of apartments why we switched, and then again, you know, what some of the negatives are and, you know, all that stuff. So we are focused right now on um, apartments that have a heavy construction lift associated with it. And the reason for that is we really like to make it so that we're not, we're competing with as few people and entities as possible. So if you think about it like this, if you buy a three-family anywhere in the greater Boston area, and I'm sure this applies throughout the country, but if you buy a multifamily asset in some part of the country, there's a ton of competition. There's, a, there's millions of people all across the United States that can buy assets like that. But what we're focused on is we're focused on building apartment buildings, right? And the reason why that takes away most of the competition is because on every apartment building we do, we need four to six million dollars of liquid capital. We need the balance sheet requirements. We need a commercial lender to sign off on this. And then we need the construction capacity to actually build. But here's why apartments are better besides the, the limited competition. You have one roof to take care of, okay, versus we had 65, 70 buildings we had to take care of. I'm in New England. I know some of you are, are definitely in different parts of the country. Anytime there's a snowstorm, it was an absolute disaster, right? We had 65 buildings that need to be plowed immediately versus having two or three or four of these apartment complexes that are like 70, 80, 90 units, right? Then we're building them new. 
So you have almost, you have no deferred maintenance and compare that again to what you typically have when you're talking about buying these two and three and four and six families, at least in greater Boston, the age of those assets are typically a hundred years old. So we were buying hundred year old assets as compared to brand new assets right now. You also have much less risk with more tenants. So if you have an 88 unit building and you have a problem with two tenants, not really that big of a deal. If you have a three unit building and you have a problem with two of those tenants, really big deal, really big deal, okay? So you also have better contractors. So when we were, were managing our three families and four families, it's really tough to get the average person to do something for a good price. And again, it's a small job, so they don't really want to take it. Same thing with the property manager. Property managers, what would they rather manage? One or two or three 88 unit buildings or 65, three families that are spread all across everywhere. Okay. And the last thing that was so important about these new construction apartment buildings is you can cash flow just the same in nicer towns. So the towns that we're, we're doing deals in right now, I know not all of you are in New England, but I'm just going to name them off just to give you an idea. Nashua. We have two apartment buildings in Wakefield, Mass. Um, we have one in uh, 80 unit in Hookset, New Hampshire. Um, we have 100 unit in Millis, Mass. These are all like mid to upper middle class areas. These are areas that when my kids get older, I'll be very happy for them to inherit, right? There'll be newer apartments, newer assets um, in nicer areas, easier to manage, all that good stuff. So these are like all of the huge benefits of about, about apartments that to me kind of really make it worthwhile to get into them. Um, if I had to do it all over again, hindsight's always 2020, and I never look in the rearview mirror. I'm always looking forward. But if I had to do it all over again, I would do apartments out of the gate. I would, I would have done apartments out of the gate. But I learned so many extremely valuable lesson, lessons from owning three families and four families and six families, etc. Hey everyone, this is Tom Caffarella. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast to number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Agent Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at Passive Income event.com. We're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're going to teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. So in terms of the financials, um, it's really pretty simple. Right now, we're averaging about $500 of cash flow per door. Now that's factoring in 
vacancies, that's factoring in repairs, that's factoring in like all of these different things. That's an average. But building by building, there's really not that much of a variance. So again, if you compare that to like buying a three family in really almost any area right now, and this is the other component about apartments that's so great, it's really tough. And again, I know I'm in greater Boston. I know not everybody on this call is in greater Boston, but it's actually really hard right now to find a three family building that's going to cash flow because the inventory across the United States is so tight that you have so many first time home buyers living in one unit, renting out the other two, that right now it's almost even impossible to cash flow on those assets. Not impossible, I should say. It's just really tough. So when, when the market was down, we were cash flowing $500 per unit on our three families and four families and six families. And I don't know what the numbers are that people are getting right now, but I can almost guarantee on average it's less. Okay? So with all of this being said, you know, I just mentioned all of the benefits of, of, of doing this. Um, what are the negatives? And the negatives, I think the first thing that could be a negative or could be a positive is that you're going to be involved in a team. Almost invariably, almost hangs down. Like it's, gonna, it's a team thing. You're going to be on a team. For some people, that could be tough. They might not like it. They might not want to do it, et cetera. The second thing is like this in terms of the skill sets necessary to invest in apartments. Um, it's a little bit different than, say, fixing and flipping a house or buying like a small two family or a three family. Say we're talking about fixing and flipping a property. The best skill, in my opinion, to have, the most valuable skill, is to be able to find a property discounted. Discounted off-market properties, when we're talking about flipping, that's the most valuable thing that you can learn how to do. And this is why it's important to pick your investment vehicle. Because if you want to fix and flip houses, well, you have to be really good at finding discounted off-market properties. Not really the case with apartments. With apartments, the most valuable skill is raising money. So in talking about like winning a gold medal, so if there's a big difference again, um, whether or not you want to invest in apartments or fix and flips or small properties, because the skill set that you need to get good at is different. And I always talk about the fact that like you have to, the more you learn, the more you earn. And you have to get really dialed in to whatever skill set it is that's going to help you to achieve your goal. If it's apartments, my number one thing would be learning how to raise capital. Learning how to raise capital is a skill that anybody can do. And I think one of the biggest things that's a misnomer about raising capital is a lot of times when people hear that, they think, oh, well, you know, I didn't grow up with somebody who has a uh, you know country club membership that I can call and say hey you know I know you're golfing right now but you know I need $500,000 cash to put into this deal can you make a you know a commitment for $500,000 and while there are definitely people that grew up in circles that had a lot of capital um, I wasn't one of them and most people don't fall into that bucket. 
most people have to get good at raising capital, expand their network, and learn the skills necessary to raise capital. And it's not easy. And it takes a commitment to time, right? Commitment to learning, commitment to getting good at it. Okay. Um, somebody said, can you do apartments out of the gate if you don't have funding? Are there other creative ways to get involved in deals that involve little money? So there are always ways to do things without money. However, in the apartment world, the odds of this, what I'm going to tell you, getting done is very rare. So for example, you could always find somebody who owns a current apartment building that could sell or finance you, right? But the odds of that are so rare that I would never even put together a strategy or a plan that would be based on that, okay? It's not that it can't happen. It's not that it doesn't happen from time to time. It's just that the odds are so low. There are much better odds of you learning how to raise capital to come up with the three, four, five million dollars. And you don't need you don't need to raise the whole amount. I should stop myself from saying that right now. To get a piece of an apartment deal, you could get a piece of an apartment deal by just raising five hundred thousand. And I, I say just. Because raising $500,000 isn't incredibly hard. So you could get a piece of an apartment deal of the upside of an apartment from raising you know, a little bit of capital. So some of these apartment deals, I, I talked about my entity raising $4 million of capital. We did it. We had the capacity to do it. But on a lot of these apartment deals, you have multiple kind of like deal raisers. Um, capital raisers in the deal that all get kind of a piece of the pie. Okay. So again, you can definitely try to go out there, try to find people who own apartments that are willing to kind of put up uh, seller finance you. But again, like I wouldn't bank on that. So we talked about the benefits. We talked about the stuff that you have to get good at. Um, there are other ways to be a part of these deals that also don't really require money. Another way to do it um, that I had on kind of my list to talk about is if you're a construction partner in the deal. Now, in order to be a construction partner in the deal, you absolutely have to have a track record of building or renovating apartments in the past. Now, again, if you're on this call, you have to be thinking in your head, like, what's the skill I'm going to get good at to provide value to be able to be on the team? of people that have ownership or are getting benefit from the apartments. If you are a blue collar person that maybe has the ability to work for a company that, that builds apartments or renovates apartments, that could be a skill set that you could learn. And maybe you could be the lead person managing that project at some point. And then you could come to somebody who is in the process of doing one of these deals and you could get cut into the deal by providing some of the construction expertise. So that's another way to do it. It doesn't require you to have any money. If you do have capital, and let's just say you have money, you have passive income, you have you have money and you just want passive income, that's another way to get cut into one of these deals. So I talked about the fact that we raised $4 million of capital for our 88 unit project. That means that we had 20 people who got cut into this deal 
just by cutting checks of like 50, 100, 200, $500,000. So I know we talk a lot about like, how do you do deals with no money? But if you do have capital, that can be a way to also be a part of a deal that doesn't require you necessarily to have to learn how to raise money or how to find deals or how to do the construction. Again, you're only looking for, for a seat at the table on these apartment deals. So another way that you could be cut into one of these deals that doesn't involve money is to become a really good deal finder. Now, I, I have to put up like a stop sign, a caution sign, because I have put my foot in my mouth so many times with saying different things. And I, I meant one thing, but it gets interpreted another way. So I want to be crystal clear on this deal finding part. Finding an apartment deal isn't being like on an email list of somebody who's like trying to sell an apartment and then you bring it to someone and say, hey, like, you know, do you, can I be a part or a partner in this deal just because I was like on this email list and I attract, you know, I attracted this apartment building. That's not how it works. In all of these different seats at the table, you have to do something that provides value. So I'll give you kind of a couple of ways that like you could provide value and you could be a part of an apartment deal. Number one, there are people who are out there that seek out sellers that either have buildings, apartments, or they find land that can be developed and they get it under contract and they get it permitted. That last way is a very common way for real estate agents to do it. Okay where you go out and you say, hey, I know this area is zoned. This is a commercial area. It's zoned like this. There have been apartments that have gone up. And I see this person who owns you know, uh, a bowling arena that probably isn't making a ton of money. And I'm going to approach them directly about getting this property under contract at a discount. And then I'm going to bring that as my capital contribution into the deal. And I'm going to get cut into the deal. So you found a discounted deal off market, you brought it to a team that can kind of pull this off, and that's your capital contribution to kind of the deal. So getting back to kind of like one, one of the things we said in the very beginning about apartments, um, is this something that you want to be your gold medal? Is this what you want to win a gold medal in? Are the benefits of the apartments attractive enough to you to make the commitment necessary to learn the skills to get a seat at the table? That's really the question that you have to kind of answer to yourself. So somebody said, so if I found a great deal off market, get it zoned and brought it to your team, this is a way to get some equity. Yes, absolutely. Um, but again, now it, that is a very simplistic um, yes. But keep in mind that like you have to you this is why you have to get educated because you have to know what a good deal is. So you could, you know, find something off market, you could get it zoned, and no there's a possibility nobody might want it at the end. So you really have to this is where you have to get educated. You have to get educated on like understanding what good prices are for these things, what good areas are what something would be valued at. But there are people that do this, and you don't necessarily, there are people who do this just to make the money. 
Um, we have, we have a deal right now. I'm not going to name the town because we're still trying to get it under contract, but it's, it's 60 units in a town that we like to do business in. The person bought the commercial building knowing that they could probably get it zoned for 50 or 60 apartment units. They spent the entire year going through that process and now they're going to sell it to us. They don't want to be a part of the apartment deal. They don't want to be tied in with us, but they're going to make about a million dollars on that deal. So whatever, whatever we want to say, I said this in the outset, real estate sales is a six-figure business. Real estate investing, smaller real estate investing is a seven-figure business. And apartments are like an eight-figure net worth business. And as you can see, like if you just wholesale the single family, well, you're lucky if you make like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. This person's wholesaling a deal that's going to be like sixty units, and they're going to make a million dollars. So with apartments, like all of the numbers just get a lot bigger. But what that means is that you have to spend even more time committing to learning these skills, and the deals are going to be a little bit more scarce. Like you know, this person that's selling us this um, approved project. Um, and it's going to make a million dollars, like they aren't going to do 50 of these in a year. So there's less deal flow, but the numbers are bigger. If you know that apartments are like your thing, right? There's, a, there, there's the next thing, which is like, how do you get educated? And I wish that in an hour, I could teach you everything I knew about apartments. I wish that even in two hours I could. But it's not something that, that you're ever going to be able, anything that's worth, you know, seven or eight figures is never going to be a topic that you can learn in like two minutes. And again, all of you who are agents have spent countless hours learning how to like close a listing appointment, how to work with a buyer, lead paint forms, like how to get properties in the MLS. You built up your entire skill set over the course of years. That's now producing, if you're doing well, you know, six figures plus. With apartments, it could be seven to eight figures. You have to figure out like, okay, I'm going to commit the same amount of time. So I'm going to give you some options and just some things to kind of like think about. So the first is obviously the inner circle. And the inner circle is how you can get access to me 24-7, 365. Um, through Facebook Messenger and email. There are a lot of other benefits of the inner circle, including that monthly meeting that we talked about in the beginning of this. But to me, the biggest thing that you have the ability to do is get access to me 24-7, 365, through Facebook Messenger, through email, so that we can help formulate a plan specific for you if apartments are your thing, to make sure that you're doing the right thing, the right things day after day after day. Because no matter what you're doing, no matter what build, business you're building, you're like starting, you're, you're, you're building the foundation right now, right? If you're on this call, you likely haven't done a bunch of apartment deals. You likely are at like step one, which is like, how do you get educated? And you start with the foundation and you start putting bricks down. And every few months to go by, you look and you're like, oh, wow, I made a lot of progress. And you keep looking, you keep looking while you're doing it, you're stacking up these bricks and it probably doesn't look like you've made a lot of progress, but you have, right? So the inner circle is one way. And I, I've talked about the inner circle at length. If you're interested in the inner circle and 
you know, anything related to it, just put inner circle in the comments section and I'll reach out to you directly. But if you're not interested in the inner circle, you've got to get some mentorship. And I'm going to just give you like some, some other companies that do this because I'm not the only one. And I would never just say like, Hey, I'm the only game in town. I want to help you guys first. If we can work together, great. If you're thinking about raising capital, the um, mastermind group that I'm in that costs 10K a year um, is called Raise Masters, R-A-I-S-E-M-A-S-T-E-R-S. So Raise Masters is a really good group. Um, I'm actually going to Miami, Florida um, next month um, to to meet everybody um, in the group to network, but they have a ton of training on how to specifically raise capital. If you're interested in apartments and you want to raise capital as your primary thing, if I'm giving you my very best advice, I would honestly join Raise Masters and the Inner Circle. And I think you get a ton of value out of both. Another, um, uh, the other thing is like other companies that do this um, are Jake and Gino, uh, Wheelbarrow Profits, J-A-K-E and Gino, G-I-N-O. And they teach and train on a lot of this stuff, you know, it's a $20,000 commitment, but I've done it. I love it. I think they're very good too. Another one is Joe Fairless, J-O-E-F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S. And, you know, again, like he, he runs, I think he runs an event once a year. And somebody told me, (laughs) this, this sounds crazy to me, but somebody told me he gets like 900 attendees at his conferences. And it's, again, a lot about apartment buildings and syndications. Um, So you've got to plug into some of these resources. Um, You've got to get mentorship and training on it. Like learning how to invest in apartments is, it's not super complicated. It's not something that like you should, you know, stress out about. But it is something that like if you're going to get good at it, if you're going to win a gold medal in it, you have to be able to commit to it. Um, and And if apartments are the right vehicle for you, then go all in and either learn how to find deals, learn how to you know be a part of the construction team, or learn how to raise capital or invest your your money into these deals. Um, but if it's the wrong vehicle, if you've listened to all this and you're like, I don't want to raise capital, I don't want to find deals, um, I don't want to be a part of the construction team, and I've got no capital to invest into these deals, then cross it off your list. There is absolutely nothing wrong with crossing anything off your list because that just helps you get clarity on what you should be focused on. And again, one of the best topics that I like talking about with people in the inner circle are what should your vehicle, what should your you know asset class vehicle be, right? Because that's one of the most important things that we could ever talk about. I made the mistake of not doing you know, apartments out of the gate. If I had known, if somebody had been there to educate me, I would have skipped doing three, two and three and four and five and six unit buildings. And again, you can never look back. You can only look forward. And I took so much out of it and I'm blessed and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy with, with where I'm at in my life, both personally and professionally, but it's a shortcut to have a good mentor. So the last thing I want to talk about today, and again, if you guys have specific questions, just please put them into the comment section, is the event that we have coming up on November 3rd and November 4th. Um, we have 400 people as of right now registered. We are very close to locking up 
uh, where it's going to be at. And I'm going to be announcing that, you know, pretty soon. But guys, um, and and by the way, I am dropping $100,000 on this event. And I had somebody, I've had multiple people as I'm promoting this event say to me, hey, can this be on Zoom? Can this be recorded? And I am the most antisocial, techie, like would love to like hide behind a computer person that exists. I may or may not come across like that on this video, but trust me, anybody that knows me that's on this call or works with me knows like uh, I am one of those people that like as soon as like virtual reality becomes like a real thing. Um, and I was actually playing Oculus with uh, my son the other night, and I think it's going to become a thing at some point. But I would love to live in that 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 thing. But over the course of me being in real estate for 20 years, I can count on my hand the life-changing kind of things that have happened to me that pushed me in the right direction. And they all happened at in-person events. And most of the in-person events that I've been to have been events that I had to travel, like to San Diego. I remember one, we went to Omaha, Nebraska. One of my best trips was Omaha, Nebraska. Can't get a direct flight there from Boston, right? I actually, it actually took me, I think, eight hours to get to Omaha, Nebraska. Um, multiple areas in Florida, Texas. Like, you're lucky. A lot of people on this call are in New England. You could literally, like, drive here, okay? And I say this to people, like, even within my own brokerage, I have 350 agents. Not all 350 will attend this event. And I say to them, man, guys, just because like we're local, don't sleep on the fact that like people are going to be flying into this event. But why I'm telling you all this is because like the in-person events, I guarantee you'll get so much more out of them than anything virtual, right? Because you're sitting here, a lot of you are sitting listening right now. Some of you are driving in cars. You've got, you know, your phone on, you've got so many distractions. Some of you have pets jumping on you. Some of you have your kids. Like if I was at home, my, my four kids would be jumping on me. These two days, a lot of things click, right? It's hard sometimes for things to click when you're distracted. And it's a lot of times hard for, to get things to click when you don't have like all the pieces of the puzzle. Like today was about apartments, but how does that fit in with everything else? The two-day event, we cover everything from soup to nuts on how everything fits together so that when you leave, it's like, oh, wow, it's an aha moment. And again, guys, between the hotel, the bus tour, the food, and everything else, I'm dropping 100000 on this event. You guys are coming for free. So if I thought that like running it on Zoom wasn't worthwhile, it was worthwhile, I was just running on Zoom. Be a lot more cost effective for me. It'll be a lot easier for me. So I really want to kind of, you know, almost beg you, almost beg you to register for this event if you haven't already. It's www.agentinvestorevent.com because, again, it's really going to click when you guys come. And the other thing I'm going to say about it is even if you're not sure if you can make both days, even if you have to run out for like a session, even if you're not a thousand percent confident, just register. Because we will run out of spots. I mean, literally the hotel says, okay, how many people are you going to have come? We give them an estimate. But the rooms in these hotels 
like they can literally only fit so many people. So by registering for the event, um, you're going to guarantee that you're going to get a spot. At some point, I know the event's two months away, but at some point we are going to run out of space. Just to wrap, like please register early. And if you guys have any questions about the event, let me know. And if it turns out that you can't make it, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Just let us know, hey, I can't make it. And just to encourage you guys to get as many people to attend as possible, we are doing a raffle for a two-day, I'm sorry, a two-person all-inclusive trip to Aruba just for people that are going to be attend that, that bring guests to the event. So we're going to be doing a raffle. But guys, anything on apartments right now, I want to make sure that before we jump off that I covered everything that you would want to know about. Because I'm here until you guys are out of questions. I don't see anything coming in. But if you have anything on apartments right now, please type them in just so I can hit on them before I wrap. I'm going to give it another like 30 seconds just to watch to see if any more questions come in. Yeah, David said it takes less than two minutes to register. Do it now. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a quick form. Like we just want to know like roughly how many people are coming. You know, that's it. You know, make it easy. So I don't see any other questions coming in. Um, I did see a few office visit comments coming in. Um, I again encourage you guys if you are interested in visiting our company in person for a live stream to get all of your specific questions answered that you put office visit into the comment section and I'll reach out to you directly about getting you to the office so you can get those questions. Um, so somebody said, how do we intro the apartment opportunity to non-agents? Um, can you clarify that question for a second? I, I don't really understand that um, specific question. Um, somebody said, when you have opportunities for capital partners, how are you making those known? So we're always looking for capital partners, but we're always interested in talking to people who are interested in investing. Our minimum on our deals is $50,000. But if you know somebody or you're interested in becoming a capital partner yourself, just type capital partner into the comment section and I'll reach out to you directly. And, um, it's, it's, it's good. You know, for some people, it doesn't make sense for others. I've had many conversations where somebody wants to be a capital partner. And then by the end of the conversation, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense for you. Like you should use that capital to do something else. So I try to do my best to, you know, make an honest assessment based on people's goals. So if you want to talk through that, definitely put, you know, capital partner in there. Somebody said, if questions were dollars, I'd already be a millionaire. I'll have plenty of questions at the event. Do me a favor, put the office visit into the comment section, because at the event, if we get 250 or 300 people, which is probably likely, it's going to be harder for you to get your questions answered. Um, I absolutely stay until all the questions are answered, but do me a favor and put office visit in there, and then you'll be in a group of like 10 or 15 people, and then you can ask your million questions, and you'll be able to get them all answered. Um, Oscar said he's not an agent. He wants to come and do an office visit. So one thing I should be clear about, okay, I got an agent investor hat on. I podcast as agent investor. I'm always talking about agent investor. That's my niche. All of this stuff applies to non-agents. 
Um, I do go specific um, on how agents specifically can use their tools to invest in real estate, but most of this stuff can be done by non-agents as well. So if you want to come and you're not an agent, no big deal. Any Anybody can come to our events. You don't have to be an agent to come to our events. Um, I, I'm happy to help anybody, whether they're an agent or not. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to be um, putting out very soon You know what the next topics are for next week's live session. Um, if anybody has anything in the meantime that you're thinking in your head, I'd love to get help with. Um, more than anything else, I want your feedback. I can come up with topics that I think are relevant, but the goal is to help you all with the topics that are relevant. So I look forward to seeing you guys again next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And in the meantime, please take advantage of the Facebook group and download some episodes of the Agent Investor Podcast. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.